thank you for joining us. We are having some internet connectivity issues. And so I thank you for sticking with us, um, even though we're starting a few minutes late. Hashtag No Limits is about people that society has placed limits upon, but who have busted through those limits. And Ophelia says in Hamlet that we know what we are, but not what we will be. And I 100% agree with that. And I believe that there is no better example of that than the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. The caterpillar literally dissolves into its cells and then reforms itself into a butterfly. Then that butterfly has to struggle in order to be strong enough to fly as it's working its way out of the cocoon. And so there's a lot of struggling going on between a Butterfly, uh, between a caterpillar turning into that butterfly. And I can't imagine that it's easy. Neither is busting through limits that society has placed upon you. And so I do this show because I have met countless people that have had limits placed upon them, but who are busting through those limits every single day. And I want to share their stories with you. As a master IEP coach, as a special education teacher, as an education consultant, I constantly get to hear these wonderful stories. And so I'm now sharing them with you as much as I possibly can. And today, I'm so excited to have my beautiful friend Lisa with her son, Kashim, and she's going to tell us, or they're going to tell us, about some of the limits that have been placed upon her and her son, and I hope we get to talk about her older son because he's also busted through some limits that um, I'm not sure if she realizes that, but <laughs> um, so I want to talk a little bit about him as well. So Lisa and Kashim, okay. welcome so much. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you. We're happy to be here. Good. So tell us more about you. I gave him a little snippet. So tell him more about you guys. Well, <laughs> I am a former licensed social worker and classroom teacher. Now I um, have my own nonprofit organization called AG Educational Group Incorporated, and we offer all things educational consulting. We help with homeschooling. We help with kids that are, you know, in school, public school and private school. They have IEPs. We do all of that as well. We also offer testing proctoring test for parents that have kiddos that are homeschooled. And oh, um, I am the mom of three boys. I have a bonus oh, three, son. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, my bonus son is going to be 32 in a couple of days. And then I have my bio children, Kashim is 16. And then Benjamin is, um, oh gosh, he just turned 29. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't, you don't look like you should have uh, a 29 year old at all. So I just, and, I'm just in awe of your beauty. Every time I see pictures of you and what you're doing, um, you're both boys that I've seen pictures of are also extremely handsome. And, um, so I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to talk to you. So tell us, um, why you left the classroom and why you started your own educational consulting business. And, um, can you give us a little bit more about like, um, if anybody needed your services, let's go there first, um, where, how they would go about doing that to get into the edu educational consulting. Um, and is it an actual, it's not an actual school, right? No, it's not a school. 
Um, even though I used to have my own school and parents are asking me to reopen, I have not made that decision. <laughs> okay, that's that what I thought, that you had had a school or that this was a school. Okay. Yeah. No, you might be referring to the Digital Learning Cafe. The Digital Learning Cafe that we started when, what was that, last year around this time when COVID hit and all the kids were online at home, that mm -hmm. was to service the parents that did not feel comfortable. They didn't want to leave their kids at home alone. They had to go to work. They would have a physical location to go to for that. Now oh, all okay. of the kids in that area are back in the classrooms now. They're, yeah, so they're in the classrooms full time. But the way to access us is online through Facebook, AG Educational. Um, all of our services are listed on that page. My contact information's on there, phone number, email. Um, and then the website is ageducational.com. Okay. So I'm going to type in ageducational.com while you tell us a little bit more about why you went from being a full-time teacher to what you're doing now. Yes. So I was in the classroom uh, quite some time. I've taught pre-K all the way through eighth grade. And the only reason I left was because I had a difficult pregnancy. And my doctors told me, that I had to go sit down somewhere. And so once I did that, had him, um, my husband and I just decided that it would be better for me to stay home and focus on him and his development. Um, and so that's what I did until I realized that being away from working with other children, um, it was difficult for me to, you know, to make that transition because I was so used to being in the classroom or just working with families, period. Um, so I decided to kind of dip and dabble back in that. So doing some consulting here and there, I was homeschooling other people's children for some time. Um, I outgrew my house. I was doing that in, in the home. And then I reached out to a local church that opened up their basement uh, to us. And so we had about oh. 10 families of kids, you know, that I was homeschooling. And then, um, and then when, when I'm trying to think of aggression of that, oh, an illness, my illness led me oh. to going back home and letting that program go because I really didn't find anybody that I trusted to maintain that and take over. Um, and then after that, I just decided HE Educational would, you know, become strictly consulting only, you know, some tutoring here and there. But right now I usually hire other tutors to kind of work through us. Um, okay. to offer some tutoring. So that's how we morphed. Awesome. And while you were talking, I was able to pull up your website. So I'm just going to share that really quickly and just show everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so it is ageducational.com. And yeah. you are located now. Um, they can access your services for this no matter where they are in the country or do they need to be in your physical area? Um, well, the cafe we're no longer doing, so we're not okay. doing that because all the kids are back in school, but all of the services right. are nationwide. Yes, okay. they're nationwide. They can go um, on Facebook and go to AG Educational and they'll see a list of services there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay, and perfect. All the yeah, <laughs> awesome. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So um, tell us about Kashim or Kashim. Do you want to tell us about yourself? You want to say your age? How old you are? Your name? 
Okay, I'll get them started. <laughs> <laughs> I know she interrupted. We didn't tell you this, but she interrupted his workout to make him join I us. Did. So he's not really happy right now. <laughs> we, well, I might have to let him go early, but um, yeah, this is uh, Kashin, and he is 16 years old, 10th grade. Um, he's been homeschooled for the last six years. We were looking at putting him back into a brick and mortar school for this year, having some difficulties with that right now so we'll see what happens but um but yeah and he is a new um youtuber up and coming youtuber and nice. really excited about that and an entrepreneur so he's got some projects going hopefully he'll he'll talk about that and show some of his his merch <laughs> nice yeah and if you want to share the youtube website um i can mm -hmm. pull that up and okay. We can talk about, you know, just have some. Tell some your of website name. Your, um, I'm sorry, your YouTube name. Chronicles. Chronicles of Kashim. Yeah. So it's Chronicles of Kashim. So YouTube, however you put that in, and then uh -huh. slash Chronicles of Kashim. Okay. So I'm going to pull that up. And yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do on this page. What are some of the videos you've done? I did clean up the bathroom. Clean with me bathroom video. Okay. Yeah. Talk a little bit louder. So, but can you hear him okay? Or I, it was hard for me, but I yeah, don't always have the yeah, best okay. hearing. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> what was the other one you did? Um. You did another one, right? Cook with me. Cook with you? Okay, now I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, he said that a little louder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so far some cooking and cleaning videos. Nice, nice. Okay, for some reason I'm not finding it. Why is it not pulling up? Uh, will it let me share my screen or no? It should, yeah. Yep, Um, I'll... Make sure that, yeah, I'm not sharing, so you should be able to. You should have a button underneath um, your pictures that says share. Okay. 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 I'm going to pull up his video first. and I mean, his page share. Um, <laughs> I have. Uh-oh. We lost them. And that's the wonderful world of technology. Um, her internet was giving her fits to start with. Um, so we're going to hang tight for just a couple of more minutes and see if she's able to log back in. Um, so she is down in the Decatur, Georgia area. And um, as she said, you can access her through ageducational.com. And I put it in the chat, but I'm not sure... Um, I'm getting an error message over there, but I think it, it did actually pop up. So I'm confused as to why there's the error message. Um, so yeah, check him out on YouTube. Um, I'm not sure unless I'm spelling Chronicles wrong or I'm spelling his name wrong. Um, I, I've seen his page before, so I'm really confused. Maybe if I go to what I have liked, 
um, maybe I will be able to find it a little faster. Sorry, I'm trying to uh, jump back and forth between trying to pull up his page and, oh, here it is. All right, there we go. Uh, oh, I was, I was spelling his name wrong. Okay, so I'm gonna pop this up um, and pull this up, share my screen, here we go. Okay. Oh, no, that's not going to work because I forgot to, I'm sorry, folks, I forgot to share the audio. Um, now we should be able to get his. Okay. Oh, well, that wasn't much. Okay, I think they're coming back. It looks like they're coming back. They're trying to come back, I should say. Um, that's not the right page. Oh, that's just a teaser video. My my apologies, I did not. Um... Yeah, it's me, Kelsey. Happy anniversary, Mom and Dad. And I love you so much. Oh. And I love you so much. And then I love you so much. And this was the happy anniversary, Mom and Dad. This happy anniversary. Mom That's Dad. awesome. All right. I think they are back. I see you. Yeah. Hi. Sorry about that. You're playing an old okay. video. <laughs> <laughs> I found one though, so I was like, I'm gonna share it until she gets back. Yay! We found his channel. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. I don't a, know how uh, I you. I'm such a dingbat. I forgot that it that I had subscribed to his channel, so all I had to do was go over to my <laughs> yeah. subscriptions. And then I could find it. So yeah. um, make a zoodles dish with me. Is this a newer one? Yeah, that's a new one. That's his cook okay. with me video. All right. Ooh, vegan style. <laughs> you want to come? Okay. You don't seem to eat but speckled noodles with a bit of salt, garlic, and olive oil. Next, you're going to chop some onion and pepper to contain in pan with olive oil. your face on there, see? Yeah. Do you remember making that video? 
I wish there was smell of vision. Vegan meatballs. Looks delicious. I wish I could smell it. <laughs> yeah, those those vegan meat meatballs smell really good. And it's sauce. You can't use your favorite powder sauce or just use tomato sauce. Uh-oh. Is it Since skipping? I use stone for pumpkin sauce, but I got it with pepper flakes and cayenne seasoning. Cayenne seasoning and pepper flakes in the sauce. Next, saute your noodles onto the sauce, then add pepper sauce, top with baking meatballs and baking parmesan cheese. Then eat it. <laughs> and the meatballs, here they come. Yeah, and he had some sauteed onions and bell peppers in there too. <laughs> I like the We didn't have his vegan parmesan. Oh. Isn't that cute? Yeah. He used he used a different kind of cheese than Parmesan, but it was a vegan, some kind of vegan cheese. It was good. It looks good. That is awesome. So how often I'm gonna stop this one so that we can chat some more. So how often do you okay. do these videos? How often are you gonna do your videos? You're gonna do once a week or no. you don't know well the plan was to do once a week but i think we've only done well we did one one week one other week we took a little break he has some in the queue ready um okay. just waiting to be edited i have to get his um you know i just do what he tells me to do <laughs> so, so we go into editing and he tells me what he wants and then i try to make that happen and i'm not an editor so I do the best. <laughs> yeah, I had that problem that myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if anybody is watching and you have editing video skills, um, make sure that you get the yeah. get their information so you can help them with their editing of their videos. Um, so Kashim, what prompted you to want to make these videos? Mm. Why do you make your YouTube videos? Why'd you start? Mm -hmm. Isn't it because you were watching YouTube? Mm -hmm. A lot of YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> he, was watching, he was watching a lot of YouTube, um, certain YouTubers. Like he has specific ones that he watches uh -huh. and started actually a few years back, maybe three or four years ago. I don't know. You have to look at the channel see what he did. But on one of those videos on his channel, he actually filmed and uploaded, and I didn't know about it. So we had to have a conversation about oh. <laughs> it has to go through parent first. You can't just film something and put it up. I didn't even know at that point how to do that, uh -huh. um, but he did. And so we had to have that, have that conversation. Um, and then I told him that I would help him with it. So I would help him with, you know, he films most of it. Some of it have to film. 
Um, B has the trod and the lights and all of that. Um, and then he has a planning book that I just ordered off of Amazon. So he writes down his ideas, um, which helps me, you know, kind of help, right. Help him realize what he needs to do. And then he comes up with the, and I create a thumbnail for him. You know, usually he'll take a picture, um, or start several pictures and then I'll create the thumbnail for him and then we'll upload it. So it's, it's a group, it's become a group process. I told him I would help him with it. It's nothing. I'm not interested in YouTube, but right. he is. And so that's what I do with children. My children come to me with their, their talents, their interests. And I, it's my job as their mother to kind of fuel that and give them the platform to, to live out their dream. Yeah. That's so awesome. And so wonderful that you are able and willing to do that because there's a lot of parents that aren't one or the other of those two things. They might be willing, but they're not mm -hmm. able for whatever reason, or they might be able, but they're not yeah. willing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you said yeah. he's an entrepreneur. So what? You want to your shirts? You want to talk about your, your business? Okay, come on. Let's go. Work up, baby. Just working out. You should have lots of energy. <laughs> All right. Well, he's wearing one of his um, branded shirts. He likes to work oh. out. So he's decided to, yeah, to do some. And these are shirts that he wears while he's working out. You want to show her that one? Oh, we have to put it towards the camera. Here's okay. one. I don't know if you can, can you see that? Does Exercise. it come out backwards or? No, it says Exercise King. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yep. That's one. Yeah. Where's your other one, honey? Now you say what that one says. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think this one's his favorite one. He usually wears this one more. Go ahead, the other one. What's that one say? Uh, Talk to the camera, baby. So she can hear Abs loading. Abs loading. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, and then show, you want to show the one that you have on too? This one says I go hard so my abs won't go soft. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And That's very the good. The one he's wearing is powered by perspiration. 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 Very cool. Yeah. So how would somebody a how would somebody get their own t-shirts like that? Do you remember your website name? Um, yeah, but we have to have it as another link. So anyway, his his Kashim.com is being updated. So what we have now is the bit.ly. Okay. Slash Kashim.com, but dot it out. So K-A-S-H-I-I-M-D-O-T-C-O-M. And I am not going to try to screen share again because that's how I lost, <laughs> lost you. The I was well, going to pull it up, but I'm not, I'm not going to try. Right. Yeah. Bit. Mm -hmm. And his name has two eyes in it. 
Yeah, that's what I was doing wrong the first time when I was looking for him on YouTube was I was not getting the, oh, the yeah. second I in there. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, is it bitly.com or bit.ly? No, it's bit. Yeah. B dot. And then slash Kashuk. Okay. And you I cut out a couple times while you were saying this. it, so I couldn't. Um, we'll, we'll get it on there for later. I was going to try to pull it up now, yeah. but you're cutting out and I can't. Catch. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, and wait, I'm even having. Type it in the chat. Um, I don't know if you have a, you can type it in the private chat, I think, but I don't think you can type it in the yeah. main yeah. chat where everybody is watching. Um, but yeah, I think StreamYard okay, and Facebook let me, let me try are that. having difficulties with each other lately because, um, my internet connection is strong, but I've still had some issues, so I'm not sure what's going on. Okay, so, all right. Okay, I think I've got it. So I'm going to put that here. I'm not even sure if I did that right. Where's my phone? <laughs> well, let me see if it's a site first, and then before I hit enter and add this in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, there we go. That's it. Okay. Yep. So let me go back to this. Yeah. So if it'll pull up um, and then I can go ahead and share my screen again and I can show uh, is this one. I think it's this one. Yeah, there it is. So we've got apparel, sports gear and more. Okay, cool. So whoops, go back. Yeah. yeah. YouTube channel link is on there as well. Oh, is that what's going on? Yeah. Okay. All right. It should come. So his, yeah, his, what's coming up that now is scroll. his, yeah. Scroll down. Okay. Oh, there we go. There we go. Nice. Mm -hmm. And has he done some modeling recently or has he been on? Because uh, I thought you had posted something within the last couple of weeks about um, he did something in only three takes. Oh, he did um, his first gig. So he had um, there's a local organization here that was filming um, a promotional video and they asked him to be in that promotional video. So he did that, but he just signed recently with a local um, agency, talent agency, but okay. he hasn't been hired through any jobs through there yet. He just got signed with them, but he yeah, has modeled. He's been in about five or six fashion shows from the East coast all the way to the West coast. He's done some shows in Georgia, shows in LA, short shows in New York um, with fashion. And then, um, you know, he's been a brand ambassador for Gigi's Playhouse for a few years, okay. um, not currently okay. in the past. So, yeah. So now he wants to get into acting. So we'll see how that, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but um, nice. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the link, links to his, his stores here. So fitness okay. equipment along with his workout gear. 
and then pre-sales for his book that's coming. Mm -hmm. um, you want to talk about that? Do you want to talk about your book? Get ready with me. All right, go ahead, honey. All right, go ahead. Oh, you want me to talk about it? I want you to talk about it. You want me? You're being shy today? All right, tell everybody the title of it. Okay. All right. <laughs> We've had an interesting day today that included not being in school, having to go to urgent care, oh, no. <laughs> and, then, and then coming home and getting in his space and being in his space, and then I'm yanking him out of his space. So I don't oh. have as much compliance as I'd like to. You can go. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> and I did find um, his room. Just, let's see. Is this going to be? Yeah, there we go. So you can see it now, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. tell us about the book. Well, the book came from, let me tell you the, the background of it. So there is a YouTuber, famous, pretty well-known YouTuber called Alex Costa. And I noticed that my son was getting somewhat obsessed with him, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, why don't you use this as inspiration um, for yourself? You know, and don't just sit around watching. What are you going to do with it? Right. And so as a result of watching this guy, and I just noticed that that's not really coming out very clear. But as a result of watching this guy, Kashim started planning his own morning routines. And so he would actually write them out and stick to them. And then he started from the morning routines. Then he started doing the nighttime routines and he actually plans it. Like he'll write it out on paper. He'll um, set up things in his bathroom. He'll pull his clothes out and get them organized. He'll um, plan what he's going to eat. He goes into the cookbooks and, you know, or if, if he wants mm -hmm. me to fix something, he'll plan for that. And so he just started really structuring this. And then I said, you know, this would be really great. Oh, and then also the grooming, like his grooming, um, uh -huh. his, you know, man grooming or whatever, teenage grooming. Right. Yeah. He started planning those things out. And I said, why don't you help other parents with their kids, you know, with other uh -huh. kids doing this? And I was like, this could be a book. I said, but you have to write an outline. You have to, you know, think about what that looks like in a day and how to do this. So you can break it down for other teenagers or preteens, you know, whatever right. age that would sure. be appropriate for. Right. And so he, that's what he did. He brought this outline to me. I looked at it and I was like, this is really good. <laughs> he said, you can really build from this. And so um, I said, what do you want to call it? And because that's what they call it on YouTube, they have all these YouTubers that have these get ready with me videos or their uh -huh. outfit of the day videos. He just decided to call it get ready with me. But it's okay. really about grooming and creating um, structure and routines. It's really great for kiddos that have executive functioning problems uh -huh. and struggle with executive functioning um, because he gets it. He gets right. it. And honestly, I, I, Alex Costa, please reach out to us. I've tried to reach out to him, <laughs> tag him on stuff because he is the, he's the reason you are right. the reason Alex Costa. <laughs> yeah. That all this started. Yeah, really. Yeah. He, he even tries to model some of the, um, 
the ways that he films after what Alex Costa has done. So okay. this guy doesn't realize the effect that he's had on my son. Yeah. But that's why this started. Well, so yeah. I have a tip for you for that. So every time you post some, every time he posts something on YouTube, make sure you tag Alex Costa. And so as he starts to see, he's getting more and more tags from the same person. Oh, you mean Maybe. the tag the actual YouTube video? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not well, well versed. And I'm not saying it's going to work, but what? I know, you know, that people that are YouTubers, you know, that that's a big thing is how many tags, yeah. how many videos, how many watches, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I'll be sure to tag this, not it, that it, you know, is like massively watched or anything, but you know, the more of those tags that come up, you know, hopefully that'll, that will help him, yeah. you know, catch on that Kashim is interested in him and would love to meet yeah. him. And you never know. You never yeah. know what can he's happen. Even, he's even gone on, um, like if he, if Alex has suggested a particular shirt or line of belts or something, Kashim has gone on their website and has asked yeah. me to buy certain things. Like he's, he's starting to affect like the way he wants to dress. And I'm just like, okay, now how do we balance this so that we don't go too far over to the obsessive? Right. right. But that's right. a good, healthy, a healthy way of kind of, you know, teaching him to look at how he's dressing. Like, you know, he watches videos when Alex is talking about how to talk to girls and, and, you know, how to, um, have a workout routine. Some of his workout routines have been based on what Alex works out, how he works mm -hmm. out. So I've kind of just taken that and said, you know what, some of this is really good therapeutically. Right. And I've kind of incorporated that into some of his, you know, his therapy, because you have a child that has um, issues with speech development, you know, he has a stutter sometimes, but he wants to be a YouTuber. Yeah. Talk about thinking outside of the box and not exactly. having like, okay, I have a speech impediment, but I'm going to be a YouTuber. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know? Well, and just the fact that, you know, he believes that he can do it. I mean, that's, that's a big part of being able to accomplish a lot of different things is just believing right. that you can. Um, I want to share something um, I want to make sure that I'm popping up the right link here before I pop this up um, because here we go. You posted a picture and I don't know if you had this shirt specifically made for him. Um, no, I actually found that from another uh, mom in a uh, trisomy group, trisomy okay. 21 group. And I was looking to get that made because I, he needs that shirt. That is him inside and out. Yeah. So cool. So awesome. So mm -hmm. that would be the limitation that society has placed on him is that they see him possibly as someone, you know, that maybe they recognize when they see him that he is different in some way. Yeah. And so in a lot of people's minds, they may have had those opinions of, well, he's not going to do whatever, you know, exactly. having his, having his own business, I would think would be something, you know, as you just said, he has a speech impediment, but he wants to be a YouTuber and he did a great job. And I, and that was a voiceover of him telling yes. the steps that he was doing. So 
how does that come to be? Like, does he have to practice that? Does he have a script that he reads? Um, how does that happen? For that particular video, he wrote out, well, he had me write out. Sure. <laughs> I, I was the writer. Sure. Um, what his steps were and what he was going to say. And we know we didn't practice it. So whatever came out <laughs> right. was what came out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, like reading ability. I know um, in my teaching experience, I worked with some students who had Down syndrome and I was actually told, and this is one of the stories in my book, um, I was actually told that I was wasting my time trying to teach those students who had Down syndrome how to read. That's really a shame. And it breaks my heart to hear that. Kashin could read before he could talk. He could read before two years old. He was, he was a sight reader at two, but by the time he was three, he was phonetically spelling and sounding out CVC words. Uh, right. For those that don't know that, that's consonant, vowel, consonant. So like C-A-T. So uh -huh. he could sound those out by three. So he was reading simple things at three. By four, he was reading. Right. And yeah. reading sight words or or by rote memorization, you know, that's why you mm -hmm. read books to children when they're little. And then right. it uh, they think they're reading it when really they just have the book memorized. But memorized. that's the beginning processes of reading. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I had students that knew some sight words. But, yeah, this was um, and unfortunately, it was someone that was evaluating me as a teacher. Oh, no. Told yeah. me this. And I was like, no, no we're, we're not going to stop teaching reading because that's a life skill. At whatever level these students are able to attain this, I'm going to spend the time. And now that uh, that one specific young lady, it, I mean, like she goes to the grocery store with her father and she'll read labels on the food. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't look at a, you know, a word like parmesan and sound that out i mean you have to know you have to know the right, right right and he has had you know phonics instruction um you know we of course we do sight word reading as well but for the most part he can pick up anything and read it he's at that level right now i think the last assessment i guess i did with him was i took an eighth grade he's 10th grade now i took an eighth or ninth grade list of words that were i don't know maybe roughly 200 words mm -hmm. and he read about 140 of them which i thought was oh, pretty wow. good yeah. yeah and that's the eighth ninth grade level right mm -hmm. yeah yeah so but you I, know, know, I know kids and adults young adults with down syndrome that read chapter books Right. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. and again, that's that's just another reason for the show. Another reason for my book, Those Who Can't Teach, because mm -hmm. we have to, especially I feel as teachers, get those thoughts out of our minds, because I feel like we would be doing a huge disservice to many children if we if we limit whether they are someone with a a diagnosed or a labeled disability or not. Right. If we, if we limit how far someone is going to go in our own mind, that's all that we're going to try to attain while we're teaching them. Well, you know, the ultimate limit was put on him from in utero. You know, the doctors didn't want to me bringing him in the world. 
So there was a there was a push for abortion, and we opted out of that, of course, because he's here. Right. Um, and yeah, but that's you know you have the doctors that say, oh, they're not going to do this, they're not going to do that. But I have myself, you know, when I went through all my neurodevelopmental training, um, brain-based training, I did some certifications in that. And I met during the school, I met, there were two that had Down syndrome. One was 10 years old at the time. And this was years ago. He was 10 at the time. He could read collegiate level material. Wow. And... At 10 and this is with down syndrome and so what he and he could speed read so he could read faster than i could anybody in the class could and so they had him on stage and he was speed reading and then they had the what he was reading up on the screen so that we could see what he was reading uh-huh. and he was reading silently to himself and so once he did that Everybody in the audience, they opened it up for us to ask him questions about what we saw. And then Uh he could answer those. It blew my mind. Wow. What we were seeing. Yeah, blew my mind. But when you know that you can change the brain, once you change the brain, it changes everything. And so we didn't put limits, you know, based on the diagnosis of what they said he has. This is what he's going to be. I did everything for him that I did with my oldest, my 29 year old. Mm-hmm. I raised him the same way. He was an early reader as well. Actually, Kashim could read before his brother could, the neurotypical child. Oh, wow. Gifted yeah. and talented. Yeah, he was, yeah. he went through school, he was gifted and talented. So, you know, we went to the schools, the schools, you know, he was in third grade when I finally pulled him out and they were giving him homework assignments that had him counting dots and telling the number of the dots. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So what I started doing was videotaping him at home. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a whiteboard, you know, what I worked with him on at home, we were multiplying double digit numbers and, you know, just whatever we were doing, I would videotape it, take it to the school. All the mouths would be dropped. They were like, Oh, I was like, well, did you even try <laughs> to right. present him with what they're doing in the classroom here? Do, or did you just look at his face and say, oh, this is his diagnosis. So this is what we're going to do. Be- right. <laughs> it yeah. was an assumption. It was an yep. assumption. So we pulled him out. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's just... I hope I never did that to my students. I, I, I think that I, you know, tried to push them as much as I could yeah. while I had them. I can't guarantee that I, you know, did or, you know, but all the parents are very happy. <laughs> they were yeah, always yeah, happy when, you know, when they yeah. left my classroom. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the thought is, you know, that, that needs to be changed. And so, so let's jump from Kashim a little bit since we've covered and we've talked about him for quite a bit. And let's talk about your son who is gifted and talented and how, you know, what sorts of different paths that he has taken, but that there have been limits. And I'm specifically thinking about his cheerleading. Oh, yes. Being different in cheerleading. That started in high school actually, when he came to me and asked to do that. And um, I 
being the mother that I am said, okay, well, what, <laughs> what does that take for you to do that? And so that's what we, you know, made happen. Now, understanding that his whole academic career, he had been, you know, kind of bullied. He'd been bullied for, you know, just being different and bullied for um, speaking proper English, bullied for um, dressing the way he dressed or bullied for being smart. You know, he was even bullied by teachers, actually, which was very um, disheartening. Yeah. Um, we, we, uh, we had to make quite a few trips up to the, the school because, well, honestly, he was in trouble because he would, he would tell the teacher, that's misspelled or that's not misspelled. <laughs> <what happened." laughs> Anyway, yeah, people don't like to be told that they're not doing something well <laughs> or correct. And I'm just like, Benjamin, really? I mean, do you have to say everything that you're thinking? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's, um, you know, this is from a kid who could not dance. He had no rhythm whatsoever as a child. And he, like Kashim, would watch thousands of hours of YouTube videos, and he would be in the garage and practicing. So he went at nine years old, well, a little bit before that, but from not being able to dance to at 19 becoming a professional dancer with the WNBA, that's the wow. Women's National Basketball Association, had been yeah. seen on ESPN. Um, and then now he's a dancer with the NFL. Um, and then, you know, an NFL team here in Atlanta. Before mm -hmm. that, he was uh, Mr. Georgia in 2018. He was, you know, Mr. He's Georgia. Gorgeous. I mean, he's and absolutely he gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've been trying to get him to model, but he doesn't want to. But um, I, uh, let's see. Oh, he competed in um, for the Mr. United States, and he won first runner-up in that. So wow. I'm really excited, but he's a finance guy. He graduated from business school at Kennesaw State University and went into finance. So, yeah. So yeah. he's mean, living his dream. Yeah, that is so awesome. And to just, to for him to be so comfortable, I, at least I hope he is, in his own, who he is, you know, after you talked about him being bullied and, you know, and for being intelligent, um, for, you know, I guess probably not struggling to learn, you know, and, and having some abilities higher than higher than had. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, I, honestly, I, I don't get this for being a teacher, but you know, if he didn't do classwork or take notes, um, he would get in trouble for that, but he didn't need to. So he didn't. And I said, well, just pretend to, to right. Just do yeah. Just doodle. But he could sit and listen to the lecture and then just come turn around and take a test. And so, you know, once and the bullying got so bad that um, he in the eighth grade decided, you know what, I'm going to get back at this bully. I'm going to threaten him. He got in trouble, got put out of school. Both of them did because it was a zero tolerance. But, you know, he had just put up with it for so long and just got tired. So they put him out and I said, okay, let's homeschool for eighth grade, but come ninth grade, you're going to go back into the school system. 
And so I went to go put him in the school system, you know, for high school, because I wanted him to have that high school experience. Um, they said, well, you know, we're going to have to test him, you know, because we just need to know where he is. Well, he tested out of the ninth grade. And so he only had <laughs> he only had 10th, 11th and 12th grade and he graduated at 16. So he skipped a grade after being wow. a <laughs> See, and I mean, yeah, that just speaks so much. I mean, it's not that being in a school is unimportant. It's True. very important. Yes. What we have to do as educators, though, is understand that everyone is unique. They don't all learn the same way. Yeah, exactly. And we we shouldn't have to. And so mm -hmm. to punish him because he doesn't take notes is ridiculous. Yeah. Or show all of his work. I was like, well, you know, he's not cheating because everybody around him is not making the <laughs> I was like, he just knows how to, you know, some things he can just do in his head and, and, and you right. know, whatever. But I was so happy when he tested out, skipped a grade, graduated, went off to college. By the time he got to college, you know, he was 17 when yeah. school started. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, again, it's, it's so, um, I'm not even really sure what the right word is. Um, I guess telling would be the right word that, you know, I interviewed nine different families and individuals for my book, mm. but almost every time I talk with someone on hashtag no limits that isn't, or isn't, you know, just a support person or, you know, an organization representative who, but who has gone through life with a disability or a family member who has a disability, so many of the stories are so very similar to these individuals that I have in my book. Mm. And so to me, I guess telling was the right word because that just yeah. tells me that yes, their stories are unique, but not so unique that nobody can understand it or that That's nobody true. else has experienced it. Exactly. I, there's a story in here talking about, you know, his teachers thinking that he was cheating. Um, I had a, a, a story in here that he wasn't gifted and talented. He was someone who was eligible for an IEP under a specific learning disability. And in one test, he just the material just really clicked with him. And he studied like he had studied for all of his other tests. And on this test, he felt really confident it was given to him on a Friday when he was over the weekend. Like he just couldn't wait to get back on Monday because he just knew that, you know, he had done really well on this particular test. He goes back in on a, on the Monday, he's never gotten higher than a C on a test. Mm -hmm. He got a B plus on this test and the teacher's words to him were, I don't know how, other than cheating, that you got this grade. I just know that you cheated. Ugh. I don't know how you cheated, but I know you cheated. Ugh. And I mean, here's a kid who was, he should be elated and so proud of himself. But he got crushed in a couple of seconds. Because the teacher didn't understand his specific learning disability, didn't understand that, you know, 
for once the material and everything was just all cylinders firing and everything was making sense for him. Yeah. And right. yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, you know, you're in Georgia, this was a story from the Midwest and to, mm -hmm. to hear how similar teachers oh, yes. responded is just as a teacher, so infuriating to me. And, yeah. and as a mom and a teacher, how does that make you feel? You know, <laughs> I've been asked why I don't go back um, into the classroom. And I'm listening to teachers. I'm in the groups online. And I'm hearing them, hearing their stories, um, hearing what they have to put up with in terms of the administration and the level of paperwork and everything that they have to go through and the kids that are coming into their classroom. I honestly don't know that I could do it now. Um, the way I have taught has always been different. Um, my children that come through my classrooms and my school generally have been three to five grade levels ahead of their peers. I teach high-level material, but I teach it in a way where, like, for example, Kashim. I do physics with Kashim. Kashim studies physics. He does biology. He does chemistry. I, that's what I do with him. Um, but you do it in a way, you, you have to, in order to know how children learn, you have to pay attention. Mm -hmm. You have to really pay attention and learn them and know how they think. And I do that. I, I don't see me being able to teach the way I teach in the way the schools are set up now. It just wouldn't happen. It can't right. happen. Right. Did yeah, you say I, you were a gen ed teacher or a special ed teacher? I've, I've done both. I did a, um, and when I was in Texas, we had a self-contained class that I worked in. Um, I had sixth and at that point I had sixth and seventh grade. Um, I taught multiple grades at that school. One year I was doing second and third. We had combined classes. So we had sixth and seventh, second and third, kindergarten and first. Okay. And I had a self-contained sixth and seventh grade class at that school. Um, and then when I got here, I started, I changed and just went to pre-K. So I did the Georgia State Pre-K Lottery Program. Oh. Um, that was really interesting. You know, they, they want you to do things a certain way and I'm different. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wanted to do things my way. Um, so I didn't get graded very nicely when they came in to do the assessments and stuff. But my parents and my administrative staff came to bat for me and said, there's no way you're getting rid of this one because everybody was excelling. They're like, well, you know, it's not age appropriate. No, my child can tell you the water cycle in science and can spell first grade words in kindergarten. No, we want right. her. But they were playing, you know, they right. were playing, having a good time. Case in point, I um, we had a person come in to observe and my assistant teacher and I had taken all of the furniture out of our classroom. We didn't know that they were coming that day. <laughs> and we we took. And this is pre-K. Now, mind you, these kids are four years old, right? Right. So we took all the furniture out because we turned the classroom into a beach. Ah. A beach. We had a pickup truck with sand. We had, um, what do you call it? The um, the blow-up 
pools. Oh, inflatables. Okay. Yeah, the inflatable pools. That's what we put the sand in. We had live lobster, live squid in the water uh, table. We had (laughs) the umbrellas. I mean, the whole classroom was a beach, right? Mm -hmm. Those kids could tell you all about ocean life and they could talk about it in very higher level thinking, right? You know, where the other classrooms that were working on the same theme, they had the worksheets with a picture of a, let's say a picture of a lobster that they were coloring red. Which classroom would you want to be in? The one with the live lobster crawling around? Or you're going to sit down and color it? Right. That's the kind of teacher I was. I was like, you're going to be immersed in this learning and you're going to be able to know what this is, you know, what we're really talking about. If you're talking about habitats, well, my assistant and I dressed up as different types of bears. Polar, she was a polar bear. I was a brown bear, you know, but those children could tell you what they ate, you know, what their habitats were like. Um, um, it, it was amazing. So I, that kind of stuff I miss. And I really yeah. wish my kids had teachers like that. Right. Um, I'm sure anybody listening is thinking, whoa, <laughs> I want that for my kids. I mean, if I, yeah. if my, if I had a little one, I'd be like, okay, I'm finding Elisa's class because I want my kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so much fun, but I tell you, I got pushback and I was like, how do you get pushback when you see that these kids are engaged, they're learning, you know, I'm not sitting them down with pen and paper in hand and making them do algebraic equations. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, and you know, I'm so, I'm so worried for, and I'm, this is not a diss on any teacher at all. I am so worried for our students because our administration and our legislators have gotten this horrible idea in their minds that we all need to take and exceed expectations on these standardized tests. And we're going to use that score to rate a school or rate a teacher. And so we have become more and more teaching to the test. That's all it is. You know, that, I mean, teachers are doing what teachers are told. I'm not that I, I want to make the absolute 100% clear that I am not dissing any teacher at oh, all. No, 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 not at all. Um, I feel for them. I really do. Yeah. And I see a lot of them making the exodus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they exactly. Are, they are leaving and doing their own thing. And, you know, I've hired a couple of them to do some assessments for me for, you know, other kiddos. So they're leaving. And it's sad because the ones that are leaving are the ones you want there. <laughs> You know, you really want them there. Yeah. But, you know, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I don't, I don't, you know, we, in my opinion, I think it's important to hold teachers accountable so that you don't just have people sitting there doing nothing all day, but how we're holding teachers accountable, we have to find a better way, you know, holding kids accountable to a test that they take for three days or five days in a week out of the entire school year. And that's all your, or, or a, a huge portion of what you're basing a school and a teacher's credibility on that. We have to stop doing that. We have it's, to. It, it's, well, it's not, it's just not right. It's just not I, the. I've opted out of the testing. I, you know, 
when you homeschool, you have certain criteria in terms of hours that you have to do and the um, subjects that you have to teach. Of course, I go above and beyond that. He does a whole lot of stuff. But one thing I have not done is give him test, standardized test. I just don't. He does not test well at all, even if it's the basics of things that he I know he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, even with his recent speech evaluation with a new speech therapist, you know, I was listening to they did it online or whatever, but I was outside the door listening and I'm listening to some of his answers and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> He has never said that in his life. You know? <laughs> and I can't go in and correct him because she's doing the assessment. And after right. afterwards, I was like, I don't know who that child was. You assessed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But he just doesn't test well. Right. So the way that I assess him is just through day to day. You know, if we're if we've done a math lesson or whatever, and we go to the store and I watch a transaction or I listen to him speak, uh, you know, we're doing work. That's just through taking anecdotal notes. That's the way right. I can assess, uh, assess him, but right. I'm not going to sit down and test him per se, you know? Right. Well, mm-hmm. and that is such, in my opinion, relevant data. And I just about an hour before we went live posted a reel and I said, it's a, uh, this is a mind-blowing thought. What if if schools or teachers looked at parent data exactly the same way they look at a yes. teacher or a therapist data? Yes. yes. I actually was in an IEP meeting not too long ago where that conversation came up. And there was somebody in the meeting that literally said that the parents' feedback doesn't count. I've heard very similar, if not identical, phrases. It's like, no, no, because they're an equal member of the IEP team and their opinion and their data should be as equal as anybody else's sitting at this table. Absolutely. I mean, they are the experts on that child. And so I've been recently working with parents on how to present that data in a way that's a little more um, scientific, so to speak, you know, um, even putting the charts in, mm-hmm. you know, I've even created data sheets to help them keep up with things mm-hmm. um, that they would not otherwise, you know, because they're so in the moment, just being a parent, right. they don't think about, okay, well, how many times did they do that? What was the antecedent? What was she doing right before that? You right. know, they become their right, <laughs> exactly. our own yeah. FBA, our own right. behavioral <laughs> analysis to figure out why this behavior is happening, how right. is it learning? But, you know, how many times are they paying attention online and what are they doing? So, yeah, yeah. Taking that data. I was matter of fact, I was talking to the the teacher today, the lead teacher for special education at Kashim's new school. And she was saying, well, all of his stuff is old. You know, it's from third grade. And I said, no, he's been home with me homeschooling. I have data. Mm-hmm. I, I have information. I have transcripts. I have grade reports. I have all of that. She was like, oh, I said, that's valuable, you know, because she said, we don't have anything up to date that we can use to determine, you know, his eligibility, whatever. I said, we've, we've got that. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, we do. Let me, hold on. Let me hand you the cart of information that I have for you. (laughs) Well, and you know, I'll be, I'll be honestly saying in Illinois, where I live, the homeschool guidelines are 
very broad and there, I, I mean, I've not looked into it tremendously, but I've known a lot of people who homeschooled and they're kind of left to their own measures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are in Georgia too. So, yeah, I mean, it's, which is why homeschool has a bad name in teachers' minds because it's yeah. like, well, they don't have to meet all the same standards that we yeah. have to meet, which is true. I think in any state that you're in, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. You know, so again, it's the different, the different approach to it, the different way of looking at it um, that, that we have to, as administrators, as teachers, that we have to consider when we're sitting at these IEP meetings, I think. And it is very common for a homeschooled student who returns back to public school to be more advanced than mm -hmm. their peers because they've done more. I mean, they require 180 hours um, here in Georgia. I've always done more than that for Kashim and for his brother. We always do more than that. They do more electives. They do more um, higher level, you know, just like when Benjamin homeschooled for eighth grade, I gave him ninth grade materials. Mm -hmm. So I was, I could do that because I was homeschooling him. You know, there was not the limit that said I have to give him eighth grade material. Right. right. And honestly, if I'm being totally transparent here, the kid homeschooled himself for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, this is what you have to do. Do it. Get it done. Well, yeah, and with some gifted and talented students, that's, you can <laughs> you kind of have to them, almost. You just let them go, let them do what they're going to do. I created some, you know, structure in terms of like, for example, at that time, his brother was in the Babies Can't Wait program, um, which is the early uh, intervention program for, okay. for individuals with disabilities. And so therapists would come to the house. You know, you had your speech therapy, your occupational therapy, sure. uh, the physical therapy. All of those therapists would come to the house. Well, I looked at Benjamin and said, okay, here's your health class. You know, this is your <laughs> part of your health. You have PE and health and, you know, right. different, about, you know, whatever. So you have to sit in on all these and learn. And then I give him some kind of assessment or really I would have the therapist you know, kind of do that for me. Um, right. And she was happy to, you know, they were all happy to do that. You know, Benjamin, what do we do in this situation? And what is this called? Like he learned all kinds of stuff. Uh -huh. uh, we just make that part of the curriculum. So, right. yeah, but he, you know, and then I set up um, an internship for him, um, which, you know, I had a friend that owned a store that was a school supply store and he got to work there, you know, in the eighth grade, he worked, he worked the register, he did stocking and whatever, and yeah. learned the whole retail business. Um, so yeah, you have that freedom and flexibility, but he yeah. did it himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah, I mean, sometimes when they get to a certain level, I mean, I, I that there's a reason that I have always taught elementary. <laughs> It's not just because I like their personalities better, but yeah, when you get into some of that higher level science and math and stuff, I, I get a little overwhelmed, I'll be honest. And, you know, so there are people that are really good at teaching those levels. And there are people who are really good at teaching middle school and really good at teaching elementary or primary. And, you know, we all have our place and I'm, 
I'm very thankful for all the other people. And I know that when I've spoken to the upper grades and tell them what I do, you know, when always having worked in the primary and the, in the, even a little bit in the middle school, they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't want the kids that you have. And I'm like, yep, that's, that's, we've yep. all been given God given gifts to, that's right. You know, work with different. I like the little ones myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lisa, we have been over an hour okay. and I know we've had some te technical difficulties, technical, which is yeah. why I kind of let it go over an hour because normally I don't, um, but I want to give you back the rest of your day. So thank you so very much for joining me today and for sharing everything that you have shared. And um, hopefully we'll get to see another each other again in person. Yeah. Um, once every, well, I think I've only met you once in person. So <laughs> yes, I missed, I missed it this year, but you did. It was year. wonderful. Um, was and what it? Oh. Yeah. And what she's referring to is the master IEP coach conference that um, I went to last month in Milwaukee. And um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing group of, of people and um, we're all, we're all doing the same thing. We're all trying to help everybody get the education that they should and deserve That's to get. Right. That's yeah. right. Now, where is it going to be next year? Do we have a, a, a location? I think back in Milwaukee, but there's something coming okay. up in Orlando. <gasps> what? Really? Yeah. So you'll have to check it out. I, I'm not sure. She, Catherine hinted about it, um, but I don't know if she's released all the details yet. Okay. Um, I just came from Orlando a few days ago. I, I think would love she, to go back. <laughs> I think there was something that I saw maybe today about it being in October. So yeah, you'll oh. have to check it out and see. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to Hawaii. <laughs> I'm going to Hawaii in October. So. Oh wow. Well, that's better. Yeah. See, I'm scheduled to go to Orlando in January for a Council for Exceptional Children's Conference. So I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can go to Florida twice in the same school year. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But anyway, thank you so much. Yes, thank you very much. And thank you everyone who joined us today and who's watching this in the replay. Please let me know if you've watched it hashtag live or hashtag replay. Have a great week, everybody.